So let me first admit this. Um, I love the Christmas season, love listening to Christmas music. And I worked with this other priest who was actually a friend of mine, but I considered him crazy, um, who used to, and this is the same parish, so I was a pastor, he was an associate, but um, he would preach in Advent, don't listen to any Christmas music. And he said, you're ruining Christmas by listening to Christmas music. And then I'd preach and I'd say, I love Christmas. And one of the ways I prepare for Christmas is listening to Christmas music. And so he would get so mad at me. But I'd be like, no, I consider that part of my Advent um, celebration because I really love Christmas music. Does that, and to me, it's just anticipatory um, of Christmas. Does that make any sense? So love it, love listening to it. But here's the thing. Um, I get his motivation, his grumpiness that um, people aren't taking Christmas serious enough. I think he's way off that he thinks Christmas music is ruining Christmas. <laughs> but here's my grumpiness, because I am a grumpy person. Um, I do love Christmas, but I hate all the sentimentality that's around it, because I think it undercuts the seriousness of what we celebrate. Yes, we should be joyful, but you know, if you pay attention to, uh, I, I'm going to call it Christmas crap, uh, that the most important stuff is making sure your kids get thousands of presents. And if you really love somebody, when they walk out of their house, there's a car with a ribbon across the hood. Um, and all the Hallmark movies and stuff, it has nothing to do with Christ in Christmas. But everything that is un-Christmassy, you know, going into debt, you need the uh, credit card to make sure kids get more than enough. I actually, this last year at Holy Apostles, this woman came because she was in credit card debt because, you know, the kids needed presents and was wondering if the parish would help pay for her credit card. And my answer was no. Um, my parents were quite poor when we were growing up, and yeah, we did get some presents, but we didn't get a pile of them. My parents gave me the thing that's most important about Christmas, God. You know, if, you, if it's all about Hallmark and presents, and, um, then you're missing the most important part, that the source of all life and love, the fountain of hope, took on human flesh, and we can find God among us. But no, it's got to be about excessive gifts. Um, and even like one family, I admire this. They told their kids, no, you only get three presents for Christmas. You only get three presents for Christmas because Christ only got three <laughs> presents for Christmas. And otherwise, we're ruining Christmas by making this this competition of how much stuff you get. So part of me, I, as I said, I love Christmas, love all the stuff, hate the... Christmas junk that comes with it that under, it doesn't under, yeah, takes away from God in Christmas. Um, I'm just saying this. I think the priest is, his grumpiness was misplaced. It shouldn't be about Christmas music. It should be about, no, we want to take Christmas serious. It's an encounter with God. And so John the Baptist in today's reading, to me, he's an image of taking uh, the incarnation seriously. So when Jesus says, what, 
When you went out into the desert, what were you expecting to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Which means, um, what that means is uh, somebody who, you've probably never heard of this, Some, sometimes politicians are this way, where they just sway with whatever breeze is going on. I know it's, it, other countries are like that. Um, you know, just somebody who has no backbone whatsoever, no real beliefs. Is that, is that why you went into the desert to look for that? No, John the Baptist, he was not a reed swaying in the desert. You know, he had convictions. Did you go in the desert because you're looking for somebody dressed in fine robes? You don't find that there. You find that in the, the palaces. Uh, John the Baptist is not a politician who's just telling you what you want. You went out into the desert because you crave to find God. You want to be prepared to find God. Uh, John the Baptist, um, now I believe this and I am, can't wait till I go to heaven and find out that I'm absolutely right, that John the Baptist, I think he was part of the Essene community, the ones who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, because the Jews knew at their generation that the Christ would appear. So you had these people go out into the desert and pray night and day, doing all these ablution rites, fasting, so they're truly able to see when the Christ shows up. They took it very, very serious. And I think John the Baptist, there's a lot of evidence, was part of their community. Because if you're living outside in a scene community, you couldn't eat any processed foods. Uh, and you had to dress a certain way. And John the Baptist, if you remember, he eats wild honey and locusts. And you kind of think, well, that's weird. That's a weird cuisine. It would make sense if you're part of an Essene community because that's what Essene communities would eat when they're not in the community. And John the Baptist, he takes the preparation, these water rituals, to be ready to get rid of all your sins, say goodbye, I'm ready to welcome Christ. That's what the ablution rites were. John the Baptist takes that to the people. That's why people go out to the desert. They're really eager to meet Christ. And so I'm just saying, for me, like, this sounds kind of strange, the Christmas music and all that, that's part of my eagerness, that I'm so looking forward to Christmas. And what I'm really looking forward to is that we can find Christ here among us. And that first reading, I'm changing it a little, that first reading is amazing. You should reread it about the uh, abandoned the abandoned mother has more children. What's that? <laughs> um, the abandoned mother is people without a relationship with God. Remember, marriage is, um, uh, sorry, religion is a marriage between us and God. There's a lot of people who just, they are parentless people. They have no religion, no relationship, and yeah, there's a lot more of them. And then it mentions that um, the need to spread the boundaries of the tent even more to welcome these people. Isn't that a great image of church? That we're trying to spread the corners of our, our church, our tent, to incorporate, incorporate more people who have no love relationship with God. Um, to me, that's really a joyful church that wants everybody to truly celebrate meeting God. So this is to me, there's two choices. You can 
fall for the hype of the Christmas crap that what we need most of all is to overload our credit cards to make sure our kids feel loved by getting them crap or make sure people feel loved by saying goodbye to the old ways of life, really being able to welcome the source of all love, God. One takes Christmas serious and the other one is just propaganda. For us, I hope we've stretched the boundaries of our tent to include a lot more people into the real celebration of Christmas. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.